hello out there to all the cinemistas, or that's the right word for people who are cinema fanatics, just say movie fanatics. Because, you know, well, perhaps that's too pretentious for the audience we're going for here. I thought I'd try something new. It's Maybe it's a new word for all you people out there. Who yeah, I think... People that are into Seth Christ are just called fans because that's yeah, what we're really making fans. the movie for. Short we're for this fanatics. Movie for the fans. Yeah, we're making it just like the movie The Fan was made for yeah. the fans. Or Big Fan was made for the fans. Yep, because that's that was definitely a, a huge blockbuster movie that was appealing to mass audiences. Was Big Fan the mm-hmm. padded Oswald starring movie about obsessive? sort of sports fans and I think maybe Kevin Corrigan was in it it's certainly the kind of movie he would be in well if Kevin Corrigan's in it you can assume that it was a big money maker I mean he was in Goodfellas to be fair was big was Goodfellas a big money maker I have to assume so it's on AMC all the time when's the last time you saw a big fan on television the answer to me is never I think uh it's it's probably used to run on AMC pretty frequently Mm. Perhaps. Maybe I just missed it. They were like, you know, we got to fit in more runnings of Shawshank Redemption. So we'll put Big Fan on the back burner for now. Well, soon they'll be saying we got to fit in more runnings of Seth Christ's ballistic reckoning. Because this, we, need those, yeah. we need those residuals, baby. Sweet residuals. Or we'll send the, well, I think it'd be better if we sold it to like the NBC Family and Network because then... They could put it on USA sometimes, but they'd also they put it on sci-fi sometimes, even though it's not science fiction-y, because they don't care anymore with the sci-fi you know, channel. It's no longer well, science that, fiction heavy. Well, now that they've just di- distanced themselves from SCI science and have mm-hmm. gone full into SY science, yeah. they, can get it, they can do whatever they want. Yeah. They could start just showing uh, footage of uh, Cy Young, if, if yeah. such footage exists. They could just start showing the film Cy. Yeah, even yeah, even though Cy Young spelled his name completely differently, they could still do it. Look, what I'm saying is, it doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter anymore. Truer words have never been spoken. By the way, this is Chris and Sam, Sam, Chris and Matt, write a blockbuster. I was called you Seth, which is of course the name of our main character, and nobody else in the world that we know. <laughs> just yep. You it is a, it is a, it is a living tribute. Nope. There's nobody we know who named Seth that is being, you know, uh, served as the namesake for the character uh, for no good reason. (laughs) Well, I like to think that, much like Christ, Seth is always with us. Yes, Seth Cohen, that is, because there's there's no more name that you think of when you think of the name Christ than the name Seth Cohen. It just screams Gentile, although, of course... The original Christ, Jesus Christ. I mean, like, let's not let's let's make no we'll mince no meat here. We'll you know mince no words. Um, you know, obviously Christ. If you think that last name, you think of one person, Jesus Christ. All the Latter Day Saints, of course. Uh, he had. He's the big person within, and he, of course, while he is the sort of he's the, he's the uh, big guy, the head yeah. honcho. He's the he's the he's the big. Person. He's the main cog of the wheel of Christianity, but he himself, of mm. course, was of the of the Jewish persuasion, 
much like mm. the character Seth Cohen from the OC, who celebrated both Christmas and Hanukkah, mashed together into a little holiday known as Christmaka, which is popular for like a year and a half. It didn't quite catch on like Treat Yourself Day did for Parks and Rec, because people just, they love their Treat Yourself. They love, you know... You or know. Whacking Day, the day in which children run outside to smash small animals with a club. Primarily snakes. Well, all of the snakes. Uh, when was the last time you saw a snake? Um, when I was watching the movie The Jungle Book. Fair enough. Did you smash your TV with a club? It wasn't Whacking Day, or otherwise I would have. <sighs> lucky, your TV's what lucky SOB. But unfortunately, it was it was Friday the 13th, so when I saw some sexy Gulp. teens, I slashed it with a machete, and now I can't watch it. <laughs> That's a different kind of Whacking Day, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, I suppose that's true, but also, I mean, I was, I would say that I was, you know, um, uh, picking up where Jason Voorhees left off by trying to murder these teeth on my television. But I guess as purian as would be to see two sexy teens on television and jerk it, it's still um, more acceptable than murder. So I perhaps should have gone in that direction. You took the right path there. I'm on a path that leads to nothing but darkness and. Um, the um, disapprovement of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Also, I'm Chris. <laughs> I'm Matt. We're off to a good start. <laughs> yeah, we're off to a great start. We're here to write a blockbuster movie, the movie Seth Christ Cole, Ballistic Reckoning. And we're really, we're cooking with gas here in this podcast because yeah. we're in the process of writing a movie that's going to be a huge blockbuster success. It's going to be, it's going to top the box office for at least two weeks, maybe three if we get lucky. But I don't care what we end up going up against in the summer. Uh, you throw Marvel can throw their biggest temples oh, at us. Comes. Marvel can throw their biggest temples at us, and we will not be stopped because uh, all the Avengers could team together in some movie, and they're not going to stop the Seth Christ train. Yeah, this is going to be like the crazy rich Asians of 2019. Yeah, uh, crazy rich Asians is doing very well at the box office. And it's ma- honestly, it's making me rethink the type of movie that we should be ma- be making. Possibly, should we have made a movie that's a sort of generic romantic comedy, but everybody loves it because it has Asian people in it? Sure, we could have done that, but it would. I mean. Are we the people to make... Could we make a generic romantic comedy? Absolutely, we can do that. But the problem is neither of us are Asian. We're not even Southeast Asian. We're not even, you know, we're not even like Pakistani or Sri Lankan, let alone... Hey, uh, hey, let, let's just say if we want to make if we want to make a, a romantic comedy, it's going to be about two white people that gets dumped on the Lifetime Network. And honestly, it's going to be fine. It's yeah. just not going to do that well. Yeah, but we're not, you know, we'll never... People I are mean, desperate for romantic comedies right now. We could just do that. Not, one, not just not ones on... Well, I guess the the Christmas Prince did pretty well. On uh, the Netflix, yeah. See, if we wanted to just churn out Drek, we could write a Hallmark mystery movie starring Candace Cameron Bure, or Bure, where she plays like a chef who sells... Oh, Bure! Like, she plays like a chef that sells mysteries on the side, like, you know, that's like... That does sound a, good. She's in like a small town... And somehow people keep getting murdered, and she gets involved, maybe because she has those knives, and people think she did it because she's a chef. Chefs have knives. Chefs are known for having knives. Characters in this movie have knives, too. Knives Chow, character from Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. We will not replicate that, because that movie was not a box office success. For Edgar Wright, as opposed to his movie Baby Driver, which people saw, because they're drawn to the movie theaters by everybody's favorite movie star, Kevin Spacey. (laughs) And so... 
It goes. But we're not we're writing. So it goes. We are this movie, this podcast is a is a sort of chronicling of the process of us writing this movie. It's going to be a huge hit when it gets released and make us multimillionaires. And it's also a how-to sort of leading by example podcast. Yeah, there we go. Oh, that's what I was waiting for. Show you. Uh, for our listener. listeners at home, you can check check off your uh, your little bit of Seth Christ bingo because the Seth Christ himself, Seth Chris, has the odd. Yes, Seth Chris is me. Seth Chris's steakhouse. But so here we are in this part of the movie. Just a little quick recap for people. Yeah. Are, not a recap yeah. for us who remember perfectly what happened last time. Yep, we remember very well, and it's not because we just listened to the past episode because we completely forgot what we talked about. No, we remembered it. We wrote it all down. We're writing a movie here, folks. Yeah, we, this, keeping, is a, this is a professional operation here. We're keeping, we're at, there's a Google Doc that's not even a page long. Yeah, we're keeping diligent notes of what characters' names are and what is happening in this movie so we know everything that's happened so far. What mm-hmm. just happened is that there, Seth Christ was at his house. He heard an explosion. <sighs> he ran yeah, to go to the- I know. Not that exciting. But then he realizes whose house exploded, and it was Dasha Slayer. That's yeah. right. His pseudo-love interest. Or is she? Yeah, the, the Mountie, whose partner was killed by um, Rip Torn and the WNBA. Not the WNBA, the Basketball Association. Not the good WNBA, the bad WNBA, the White Nationalist Basketball Association. <laughs> that could be what stands for. We don't know yet. There's, there's mysteries. Um, I believe one of the things uh, that was suggested as a possibility for their name uh, within the world of this movie is the White Nationalist Baking, White Nationalist Baking Anarchy. And I believe mm-hmm. the... That's, that's also bad. The Winners Never Brag or something agency? I don't know. That was one thing that you suggested as a possibility. What know, a great idea! In the, for the characters. Because, you know, I mean, it's a, sometimes the seams are showing in this podcast. Mm. Uh, it's hey, not, we're putting it's not, out words and all. It's not seamless, like that app that yeah. you use for food, I think? This is, this is the opposite. This is seam-filled. It's yeah, it's full of seams. It's like it, you look, have a shirt. it, lo- it looks like a yeah, it looks like a shirt or the Catwoman costume from Batman Returns. Yeah, I mean, I mean, is that Shamu I see? Because this is Seam World here, people. <laughs> so there's an explosion. Wait, and wait, Seam World? <laughs> it's kind of like Sea World, but with an M. So at Seam World, are people just looking at at seams? They're just inspecting clothes. <laughs> It could be. I was just saying because it sounded kind of like Sea World. My 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 thing I was going for is that Sea World sounds like Sea World. Let's put people in mind of Sea World. Now you're imagining a real Sea World, which mm. I would say would be a discount of clothing. Yeah. <laughs> a discount That's clothing. A second yawn. I think it's like the third or fourth. A discount. <gasps> a discount clothing store for like merchandise that was like fucked up when they were making it for like you yeah. know, factory rejects. Like That's, a like a like a T-shirt that says Michelle Jordan instead of Michael Jordan, and it's like if you have a friend named Michelle Jordan, yeah, aren't shirt. you lucky? Fantastic, fantastic shirt. It's the A number one shirt. Anyways, explosion. Uh, Zasha Slayer and Seth Christ 
We're watching the house burn when we last left this movie. Let's jump back into the action. Let's okay. jump back into the fire, so to speak. So they're outside. Uh, Seth meets with Zendaya, and he's like, what happened? What happened? She's like, I don't know. I went inside, and then I smelled gas, and then boom, it exploded. That's when Seth gets a call on his on his beeper, and he's like, I got to find a payphone. Hold on one second. So he runs three blocks to a payphone. He calls back. It's Ducky Darns, and Ducky's like, get her to the safe house, you SOB. And if you don't, it's your penis. And Seth's like, I'm usually the one that shoots a penis off, not Ducky. Is this a real call? Ooh, perhaps. I mean, like you know, uh, but he, but then like, cause he's not. So then they have their like own personal secret code, the two of them, and to make sure that's really Ducky yeah, Darn's calling. They both wink, <laughs> and they know that. Then they wink to the phone. Yeah, they, they can. Both, hear, they both they have can very hear, loud They can hear the little bit of wetness that comes off of a good moist eyeball they when both you wink. Have very um, sounds like. Thick and heavy eyelids, yeah, yep. basically. So that they know it's one of the things that drew them together back in the day was the fact that when they wink, it makes a noise, a very distinct noise. <laughs> exact mundo. So he knows it's Ducky, and he knows okay. Ducky. And okay, so he and, runs three blocks back. To yeah, and, and Seth is worried too, of course, because it's like if they found Dasha's house and they know where she lives, and they can, you know. Yeah, because he lives like around. presumably right across the street. He lives, he lives very close. They're gonna, they know probably know where he lives, and they could come up to him next. And now, so he's worried about being able to go back home. And, and he's she, worried about uh, the family that he doesn't want at his house. And she can't go home again because her home, well, her not really her home per se, because of course, this is a real subversion of the last movie that I saw Zendaya in Spider Man Homecoming. This is a spider. This is a Spider Man Home going. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's more like a temporary sort of like um, housing yeah, this, because yeah, this she, is of course, more of a <laughs> Spider-Man home relocation. Well, hey, Spider-Man I mean, home renovation. That's a yeah, show. She, it's like a double home relocation because, of course, she's a Mountie and she's only in these United mm. States, you know, trying to track down the person that killed her partner who is ripped torn in the WNBA. And, of course, the main sort of like uh, henchman over there, Slugger McGillicuddy, uh, so it's like, so it's like she's not even really at home. She's like renting, like you know, she's like subleasing, like a short-term lease, like in like or like has like an Airbnb or something. All so, this is covered in the movie as she's explaining to Seth. She's like, I have to get back in there. My lease agreement's in there. And then we get a flashback of her talking to her landlord, her getting some co-signers together because she's from outside the country. Yeah. Her making copies of her green card and visa that allows her to be in the country. It's all very technical. Yeah. It's a, a lot of her moving uh, money around in her bank accounts, getting the money together for a broker's fee, which is honestly such a ripoff. Why are you paying someone to just turn a key, honestly? It's like maybe the landlord should pay for a broker's fee because on like, aren't they doing the work for the landlord? They're not really doing the work for the tenant. It's no. like, what are you paying for here? You're paying for... Um... The uh, love they put into their job, perhaps. Would, you never know. I would like I would like you to make like Dasha Slayer's house and blow up, Chris. All right, that is bullshit. Go blow up. Anyway, so Seth's like, listen, uh, we can talk about your lease agreement later. We got to yeah. get you to the safe house. It's it's not far from here. Yeah. Dasha says, shouldn't we go someplace far from here? He goes, no, 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 trust me. This is very safe. And they walk about three houses over and enter into a different apartment building. Yeah. It's like, but it's like I mean, that's where they keep the, uh, that's where, you know, the safe house is. And, and, yeah. and, and maybe that's, where, that's where Seth usually keeps his gun. 
And when they walk in, and who's there? Why, it's uh, Ryan Reynolds and Denzel Washington. From the, are they the ones in the movie Safe House? They have like a cameo. It's like they're Safe House characters. Yeah, like, he's like, oh, sorry, wrong movie. It's basically like a sketch from Animaniacs <laughs> or something. <laughs> they're like, they're like leaving. It's like, oh, we know, uh, you know. Hi there, uh, podcast fans. Sorry for an interruption. This is Chris Morgan. So, uh, at this point in the podcast, uh, Matt Shimkowitz made a joke that sounded to me like he said something very differently from what he said, and it was a mildly awkward moment in the podcast, which is saying something given the sort of things that this podcast routinely brings up. And so, um, you know, we could have just left it in there, but since uh, Matt is a moral coward who refuses to stand by his words, um, you know, accidental or otherwise, or my mishearings, I guess it's more a case of Matt refusing to stand by my mishearings of his words, uh, um, we will, uh, he wanted me to cut that part out. So that's what I'm doing here, so it didn't just seem like things that randomly shoved together really quickly. This is me telling you why part of this podcast has been lost to the ages only for me and Matt to ever really experience it. It wasn't even that good of a joke or whatever. It just ruined our sort of our safe house riff there. We were going on for a little while, but no big deal. Uh, So uh, I love you and thanks for listening. The rest of this podcast will be normal and be sure to uh, chastise Matt online for his... uh, complete and utter moral co- uh, cowardice. Bye! Uh, so, okay! Yeah, <laughs> so anyway, they leave. Yeah, you, yeah, definitely. They they definitely leave. There's no doubt about that. Uh, and so, that happens, and then so, uh, the, the safe house people leave, like, they're passing each other, they have a little bit of conversation, and then you know, um, Dasha and, uh, Seth are in the safe house, and she's like, man, this, and she's like, have you ever been before? He's like, yeah, I've been to this safe house um, dozens of times, sometimes by myself, sometimes bring somebody else here, and she's like, how safe are they, do they usually end up being? And she goes, uh, he goes, we've never lost a person in this house. This house has been completely safe. Yeah, it's only one room, there are no closets, you can't get lost in this house. (laughs) Yeah, but then it's like, she's like, no, I meant like, like, do they get killed ever? Because like, you're here because you need to be safe. He's like, oh, no, nobody's been killed here either in the house. That's the people who have been staying at the house, have people left the house have, and gotten and killed. And have died. People have died in oh, yeah. the house. One guy. Of natural causes. Yeah. Well, one guy also, one guy overdosed the heroin when he was there. And then, uh, like, um, you know, he's like, uh, shout out to my dead homie, Harris Whittles. And he... <laughs> Pieces to the sky, <laughs> and then so now Harris Wills his memory is being mentioned in the movie, and we know we know that uh, this this movie presupposes that he died in this safe house owned by the CIA. Anywho, um, <laughs> so they it's cramped close quarters, so there's not a lot of place to talk. Like you know, not a lot of everywhere to really go around. There's basically just like the one room, a bathroom, and a kitchenette, but it sort of all flows together. It's got the house; it's a small area, but it's got good flow. And it's like, it's like an apartment in like the center of like a building. So it's like, it's surrounded on by like apartments on like all sides, basically. So it's like, there's no windows, but it's okay. Cause they're safe in this safe house. And the door has a deadbolt on it. So that's also extra safe. Yeah. And look at this. It's got one of those chain locks too. Yeah. It's, 
it's safer than Fort Knox. Okay, meanwhile, since so, so yeah. he's like, this is going to be fine, talk, we're going to keep you here. Chat, so we cut over to what's going on at the WNBA. What's going on at the WNBA? <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a little transition music. <laughs> they're just like kind of clips of them are sliding across the screen. We're editing on the fly here. Yeah. And we we get back to, uh, what's his face? Uh, the bad guy, Joel Murray. Rip Torn. So he's like, what do you mean Dasha Slayer wasn't killed? Get me uh, Slugger McGillicuddy. And then here comes Slugger, and he's looking all badass, and he's, he's got like... like what, boss? Oh, no, he's like a tough badass guy. He doesn't sound like he's a big a, doofus. What, boss? <laughs> he doesn't sound like goofy. It's not like... There could be... A, there could be a, maybe the person who Slugger sent out to blow up the house could be a sort of like goofy guy. We can call him like a... Dipshit Giuseppe or something. If you want to use that, have the character of that fucking voice or whatever, you know. Like, <laughs> All right, fine. We'll we'll pencil in uh, an appearance by Dipshit Giuseppe later <laughs> to take them. And it's like, and he's like, they're talking. It's like you know, the house blew up, but Dasha Slayer is still alive, and now Rip Torn or Seth Christ knows we're onto them, and so he we're not gonna be able to get him in this house either. We're, you know, we're trying, I'm trying to get my doomsday device secured here so that the WNBA, and this is probably the point in the movie where we should probably find out what the WNBA actually stands for and what this, they're all about because we're finally meeting the villains. We're, this is going to be like a chance for Joel Murray's character, Riptor, to be evil. And if he could be evil, we need to have like sort of like the plan later and everything. So the WNBA, it can stand for, I mean... You... Writing, not because at. <laughs> I feel like that's hard to sort of understand what they're all. Maybe it could be like the um, wealthy um, knights, n- wealthy neo terrorist. Um, um, Bombing or uh, association at the, <laughs> wait, did you say the wealthy neo terrorist bombing at? I said, I said, I said association. I oh. I first I was an organization, but that'd be the WNBO. You know what you said? You said association, and all I heard was at. <laughs> that's one of that's one of the famous quotes from uh, Slugger McGillicuddy, <laughs> or if Giuseppe. He's yeah. That's that's where he, that's what uh, Rip Torn says. Get out of here, dipshit Giuseppe. And, so and uh, he leaves, and he's like, "Look, we gotta get this. We're gonna we're gonna put this doomsday device right where it hurts. Okay, we're gonna put it in the back." Of the president's motorcade. When he's, he's visiting big, Los Angeles. He's visiting Los Angeles. He's giving a huge speech at the Hollywood Bowl. <laughs> and he's going... He's opening for Monty Python. He's opening for Monty Python. And also that Simpsons thing they do sometimes. <laughs> and also John Williams for one of his things that they do sometimes. It's a big and night. It's the biggest night the Hollywood Bowl's ever had. I, I know. The president's opening. That's how big it is. <laughs> yeah. And of course, and, in the world of this movie, the president is like, you know, a guy people like and admire and is not like yeah. a raging racist um, quasi-terrorist. <laughs> yeah. 
It's uh, someone everybody likes. It's Paul Anka. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, sure. Paul Anka, if he's still alive, he's been elected. Because in this world, you know, politics and celebrity have also unfortunately coalesced to a point where people like, you know, like Oprah and The Rock get people excited for the possibility of them running for president and like, you know, like Kid Rock and say he's running for Senate and people think it could actually possibly be serious. But like, it's still, I mean, slightly more um, acceptable because like if Paul Anka is still alive, <laughs> yeah, so Paul Anka is the president. Anyway, sure. they're I'm gonna a, put. The, I'm gonna, gonna check if Paul Anka is still alive. They're gonna. Yes. They're gonna put we'll see the. If we can uh, get yeah. Okay. Otherwise, so, we'll get somebody to play Paul Anka. Maybe. So the their plan Ooh, as of alive. right now, their first plan because you know their first plan is the one that's always but, going to get kind of like usurped and figured out. This, and then there's yeah. a third plan that uh, you know gets all crazy and bad. So the first plan that they're going to have that Seth has to deal with is the fact that they're going to put the doomsday device in the president's motorcade and set it off at the Hollywood Bowl, yeah, which, I mean, you know, you have a doomsday device, it really doesn't matter where you set it off, but these guys are like, they're very theatrical. Yeah, because it had a long-term plan going on. Somebody in the organization he got a job as a mechanic in for the White House and for the government, so he's going to be able to plant the bomb for them, uh, you know, because he's going to be tuning up the car before it goes out or whatever because he got the job. Uh, or maybe maybe he works locally and they figured they were hired local and he got a job at the place that's working on it. So he'll be able to drop the, be able to drop the bomb in the car uh, for that thing. And also, yeah, so that's like their first plan of action for... Because they want to make... Because like the plan obviously is rural domination and like so you get your doomsday device... Okay, so, yeah, they're not going to blow it up, but they're going to hold the Hollywood Bowl hostage with it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but they can set off, like, an explosion. Yeah. And, like, maybe... A minor. A minor yeah, device. enough to kill the president. Kind of like in... A bad, uh, a bad day device. Kind of like in Rock of uh, Dark Knight Rises when, like, um, Bane blows up the box where the mayor is of Gotham City, but, like, most of the people are okay. And, and he's like, Citizens of Gotham! <laughs> This is what Bane sounds like. Hello, I'm Bane. Oh, fancy uh, Ooh, we, should a, we should have a fancy bad, bad guy in this in this movie. People love that. Maybe we'll have we'll have a fancy pants. Maybe some sort of rogue character like that. Um, they end up having to like work with kind of like in um, a solid precinct seventeen. Is that what the movie's called? Whatever uh, number precinct it is. Um, there's like so, the guy who's like a criminal in the precinct that um, ends up working alongside the cops to fight off all the um, bad guys. Uh, yeah, and the, like, the plot of the movie. The plot of the movie. Yeah, everything that happens in the movie, like you know, it's basically ninety-five percent. The part of the movie is not the bad guys driving around uh, until they kill that girl by ice cream. Yeah, I'm talking about the original John uh, Carpenter. Yeah, it's of a good movie. Ah, <laughs> it's a solid movie. I mean, it's not blockbuster ready because there's basically um, no plot and no characters, and also a um, small girl is shot in the chest. You see her gaping chest wound, which is not something you typically see in a blockbuster movie. But um, other than that, it's you know a solid. Um, I mean, it's basically like a zombie movie, but instead of zombies, it's uh, a multicultural gang. Who's angry that well, I think one of their own was killed or something? I think that's how it goes. They're very unhappy and they don't say much at all. Anyway, this isn't the Assault on Precinct podcast. Nope. Assault on Podcast 13. This is 13, a different podcast that's, a, that's, that's coming to an end. Pretty much, uh, yeah. So basically, um, 
they're hashing out the plans, and then um, um, uh, what's his face? Um, Riptorn's like, so who was in charge of killing Dasha Slayer? And then like Slugger's like, that was uh, Nails. He's like, bring Nails to me. Nails is spelled with a Z, of course. We'll see that in the credits. You won't see it. You won't hear it in the voice. And then like Nails shows up, and then and he's like, yeah, boss. Riptorn's like, so you blew up Dasha Slayer's place? He's like, yeah, boss. He's like, and then without saying another word. He just, boom, shoots him right in the head because, and then everybody stops and turns. He says, here in the WNBA, we do not stand for failure. If you fail me, this is what will happen to you. Because that's when you know a bad guy is truly bad and truly evil when he'll kill one of his own henchmen to prove a point. That is classic blockbuster action movie 101. Have the bad guy kill one of his own men because it proves he's a bad guy. It shows he's capable of violence. It shows that he's like you know a dangerous individual, but nobody people like has to die. Uh, so it's like it's like nobody cares that the bad guy, another bad guy, got killed, but they still are like, oh shit, motherfucker! <laughs> and so it's just the swearing announcer for an NBA Jam from downtown. <laughs> God damn, motherfucker! <laughs> That's a, anyway, that's the character so, from my SNL audition. They told me to not bother showing up. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's basically, that's sort of like two small scenes. Sometimes we, we've been doing in these episodes like one larger scene, but this one will do two smaller scenes. We got Seth and Dasha getting to the safe house, getting a little cozy, perhaps flirting a bit. Just a little bit, just, you know, a little bit because they're in this small, confined quarters and they're trying to figure out what to do and where to go from here. And we'll obviously go back to them because they have to discuss that sort of thing more and probably have some scene where they bone each other or what have you. And then we mm-hmm. see the bad guys for the first time and we find out about their plan and what the WNBA is all about and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So those are two meaty scenes, scene meats. Yeah. It's a meat lover's pizza of scenes. Uh, what else do we do? We have to do. Uh, then we start uh, plucking stuff. We can be like, "Hey, email us, Chris Matt Blockbuster at gmail We have a Twitter. I believe it's C and M Write A B, if I remember correctly. So we have that going for us. We are individually on Twitter as well. I'm Chris X Morgan. I'm at M Shimkowitz. And so there's a lot of ways you can get in contact with us. And, uh, yeah, so we'll be uh, telling you more about the exciting adventures of Seth Christ and this ballistic reckoning that's happening. Uh, Next time you hear us talking, that's what we will be doing. We will be, uh, you know, sharing you and showing you a whole new world of exciting action, adventure, and drama. I'm not on the high seas, although maybe at some point, because they're in Los Angeles. They should probably be out on the Pacific Ocean at some point, but that's for down the line of the movie. Got to get them out there. Got to get them out there. Gotta get them out there. Gotta catch them all. Maybe we'll have Pokemon in this movie, too. We'll have, like, Pikachu. We'll We'll have Ryan Reynolds' uh, voiced character, Detective Pikachu, show up or something. Yeah. He can work at the LAPD. It's California, and you'll see anybody. It'd be like that, those commercials where McGruff the Crime Dog, just like a police officer now, and nobody takes him seriously, even though he's probably been on the force for longer than any of them, because that character's from, like, the 90s. And yet somehow he's still, like, only seems to be, like, a, like a detective or something. It's like, why is he not riding, riding, running, uh, rising up the uh, hierarchy? Is it because he's a dog? Is this, like, um, special profiling? You know, is it because he's a brown dog that he can't... If he, what if he was, like, a, a white dog? What if he was a Dalmatian? He was white with black spots. What would they do for him then? 
Yeah, well, he'd be a fireman then. Anyways, this has been Chris and Seth. Nope. God damn it. <laughs> I wish Seth was here. This has been Chris and Matt. Write a blockbuster. Uh, thanks for listening as the journey continues. Keep watching the skies. <laughs>